It's Becca. And this is Ryan. And welcome to Creepology. Hi. And we're back. I know. Hi. Hi. Happy New Year. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. It's been a while. I'm excited to like get back into the groove of things. I know. Yeah. It's been, it's been what, like a month? (laughs) I think. Yeah. Yeah, probably. We've had a lot going on. What, tell us about you. What have you had going Um, on? So, I mean, I just had finishing up my semester. Uh, My classes were kind of hard. So just making sure that all of that was done. Um. Also, just entering into interview season for my uh, internship match. So interviewing at a bunch of different sites and then not getting to hear any feedback until match day. Uh, That's the craziest part to me. Like, I can't imagine having to wait so long to hear back. Oh, yeah. And there's so much writing on it. So it's like, I mean, not to freak you out. Oh, no, there's a lot writing on it. I know. Thank you. Yes, for acknowledging that. Um, It's been been an interesting time. Um, I'm just... I'm just kind of like I'm I'm done like all like all of them are done and out of the way like I've kind of like I've moved through the process so now I'm just kind of in like a waiting period. Um so we'll see how it we'll see how it turns out. February 18th is going to be a big day, so send positive vibes. <laughs> We're all rooting for Thank you. Thank you. Um but other than that, um really haven't been doing anything else besides school stuff if I'm being honest. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to getting back into my self-care. A hobby. Which, yeah, a <laughs> hobby, which like, it's funny because in interviews, they'll be like, what's your self-care? And I'll be like, I co-host a true crime podcast. And they're like, oh, that's so interesting. Please tell us all about it. I never tell them the name. I tell them about it, though, but I never tell them the name. And they're always. I'm the same way. I always get like, no, you're going to listen. I know. I'm always like, oh, please don't find it. I don't know if you're going to think I'm very professional. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I actually, I talked to, um, a current intern at a site that I really, that's like going to be high up on my rankings. We ended up talking for like an extra, like 20 minutes after the interview was supposed to be over because he was so fascinated by my podcast. Um, he was like, oh my God, tell me about your friend. Tell me about what you guys talk about. Like it was, it was so much fun. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was, um, I'm very, I'm excited to get back to this. Definitely. But how have you been? What's been going on with you? A lot of big changes for you, too. I know. A lot of big changes. So, new job. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's all extremely new and intimidating. But I think that's just, like, every new position. Yeah. A lot of imposter syndrome. But, like, oh I'm my God, to tell me myself. Every I'm day. literally only two weeks in. Me every day. So, it's like, great. Yeah. It's, it's just a lot all at once. I'll get there. It'll be fine. But right now, it's just a little overwhelming. But... You know, like you, this is my self-care, so I'm excited to, like, get back into something that isn't, like, working all the time. Right, seriously. Sorry. A little bit of a disaster over here. You're fine. I, so, I'll, I'll I'll say I'm out of the closet, so may not be as much of a disaster, but you might get some background noise. And you know what? We're going into Thank the new you. year, and we're just all going to be okay We're going to be okay with the chaos, because spilling a little bit of wine is... It's fine. It didn't get on anything important. Your computer's just on fire right that, now. Can you? I mean, probably. The amount of Sims I play on it. I had we had some listeners comment about our little Sim Sims tangent on one of the episodes. Oh. They were like, "Well, now we have to go back and play Sims." Thanks a lot. Wait, just like 
I feel like Sims is one of those games where you forget about it until you hear someone talk about it, and then you're like, oh, that's going to be my new obsession for, like, the next couple days. Right. Was it, did they comment through, like, Audrey? Is that what it is? No, it was, it was friends. They texted me. Oh, amazing. Sorry, everybody. I just spilled wine. We're back. We're fine. Um... Well, I'm so proud of you for starting your new job. I'm sure that it will turn out amazing because even though your last job kind of sucked, you were still good at it. So, Well, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) Excited to start a new chapter. We'll just leave it there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to leave it. Well, I'm super excited for today's topic um, and I love to get into it. Did we, do we have a question of the day or do we, should we use a card? We had a mail-in question of the day from like the holidays and it is very okay. holiday themed so we can do that even though it's a little out of season but that's fine what is it what's the, what's the question of the day i think i think it was it was from our our very dear friend dj blue ribbon oh dj and, blue ribbon and i think it was what is your favorite christmas movie and then i think it was what is your favorite christmas song okay well, my favorite, okay, see, and here's why I know why he asked that question. So let me tell you about DJ Blue Ribbon. <laughs> so as, as my fiance is sitting in the room with his eyes widening because he knows exactly what story I'm about to tell, um, DJ Blue Ribbon was, my, was a roommate of my fiance's and they lived together for, what was it, a year? Just a year? Yeah. Um, which is how I came to know DJ Blue Ribbon and his, and his wonderful talents. However, the only beef that I have with DJ Blue Ribbon is he ruined my favorite Christmas song. My favorite Christmas song up until I met DJ Blue Ribbon was All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey version. But DJ Blue Ribbon ruined it because he mashed it with... So what, what, uh, what's, what's that song? Soja boy up in the, oh, you. So it's That's all amazing. I want. It's all I want for Christmas is you, you. Soja boy. Yeah. That like, okay. <laughs> and he did That's that so because funny. he did that because he knew that it would make me mad. And so he <laughs> would play it every single, and, and mind you, my Andy and I had just started dating so, like, I was trying to be cool. I was trying to be the cool girlfriend and, like, hang out with the friends. And then DJ Blue Ribbon was like, I'm going to ruin your favorite Christmas song. And he did. So, thank you, DJ Blue Ribbon. My new favorite Christmas song is Last Christmas, the Wham! version, specifically. Okay. Um, and my favorite Christmas movie is um, Home Alone. Oh, Hands you know, down. that's a good one. Hands I always down. forget about that one, but it is very good. Which one? The first one? The first one. Yes, the first one. See, I think I like Lost in New York better. I like Lost in New York because I think that the pranks are funnier. However, I just like the pigeon lady. Yeah, and the the pigeon lady is great. The first one is just such a classic. Like, I I just, I can remember, like, watching that for the first time and just, like, laughing my absolute head off, like, at everything. Except for the part when, um, with the foot on the nail, that scene. I don't even remember that, but yeah, I can... I yeah, totally like the understand. basement. What what was his name? Hair? No, Marv, the one with the curly hair. Was it like that Quiet one. Place <laughs> when she like steps on the nail on the steps? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, Kevin, the diabolical little man, Kevin, put a large nail like in tar on the stairs, and you just see his foot just like slowly. St- <gasps> Too much. Gross. Mm-hmm. 
Well, my favorite Christmas song, I think, is probably What Christmas Means to Me. By I, I like the Stevie Wonder version, but there's, like, a lot of good versions out there. That's, like, that's what Christmas means yes. to me. My... That one? Okay. That's it. That is I love a good that song. song. That's a good song. Um, my favorite movie. Have you seen Claws on Netflix? It's, like, an animated yes, movie. Yes, I have. It's, A, so pretty. Like, if you haven't seen it, it's just, like, beautiful to watch because the animation is really cool. But then just, like, the story's so cute. It is. It's yeah. I, I have. I didn't get to watch it this year, but I watched it when it came out last year, and it was really, really good. I do. I did like that one. Cause it's nice. Like you'd think by now they kind of have like done all of the possible Christmas stories, but like I feel like it's kind of a fresh take. Like I had never seen anything like that before. So like, yeah, very good. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Tangent. Speaking of visually beautiful and just amazing movies, have you seen Encanto? Yes. Tell me your thoughts on Encanto right so, now. So I really like how the villain isn't like a bad guy. It's just kind of like family trauma, which like yeah. relatable. <laughs> right, right. Thank you. Um, yes. And my favorite little tidbit is, have you heard about how they were going to make, who is it, Louisa, like not buff, but I, someone like fought really hard to animate her super buff but then they didn't make any merch for her because they were like, oh, this isn't like a conventionally attractive like Disney princess character. So no one's going to be that interested. And she ended up being like such a success that now they like don't have enough merch like Louisa merch. And like people are demanding it because they like Louisa instead of who's the other one? Isabella. Just, uh, like, no, they relate more. Uh, Mirabelle. Mira- or, well, so it's it's Louisa and then Isabella is the, is the middle sister. Is the yeah, flower everyone, sister. Everyone thought that the, the flower sister was going to be the most popular because like conventional. I yeah, because like, conventionally Disney, attractive. Yeah. But no, it's like everyone loves Louisa so much. So I, I feel like because Louisa's Louisa's story and Louisa's trauma is so relatable to Her so many people. Her whole song, I'm like, looks at camera like... <laughs> I know, I know, right? Although I have to say, so the first time I watched this, the first time I watched the movie, the song that Mirabelle sings when her family doesn't include her in the picture, first of all, the fact that she wasn't included in the picture just like really triggered me. All the TikToks where it's like when my family doesn't include me in the portrait and she's like, it's just someone blowing out a candle, like relatable. I'd be like, fuck you all. <laughs> right. No, I just, what made me, cause I, Okay. Were you ever the friend that was always the one taking the pictures, but not the one in the picture? I'm nodding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that scene really just like stirred something. So I'm like, oh my God, she doesn't like, get to be in the no, picture. No, you guys look great. <laughs> I know. Like she doesn't get to be in the picture. But then like she starts off the song being like, I'm not fine. And I'm like, neither am I. Great. And then, <laughs> and then she ends it just being like, I... I'm gonna I'm trying so hard you guys like I really am I'm just like I was like sitting there just crying like oh my god Mirabelle she's trying so hard like it's not her fault uh and then uh Antonio the cutest the freaking cutest the character one? no yeah yeah, yeah he's the okay. one he's he's the one who says like I need you and like makes oh, Mirabelle that got like, me take, I was like yeah. okay I'm gonna be crying now and then when he hands Mira, when he says, we made this one just for you and hands her the doorknob. We can't talk. That's for our movie podcast. I'm, gonna start, I'm literally, I'm literally tearing up, like thinking about the fucking doorknob <laughs> in this movie. I can't. It's, it's, it's the damn doorknob and it says M on it. And I know that it's for Madrigal, but it's also for Mirabel, and I can't deal with it. Okay. 
have anyway. a lot of feelings. We need to do an entire episode <laughs> just on Encanto. Um, yeah, well, welcome back, everybody. Bet you missed us. Glad you're glad to be here. We have a really fun topic today. Um, we're going to be doing, we're just going to be going over some urban legends um, from the specific areas where we were raised and from where we live. Um, so we which fun little tidbit it's like I had fun doing this just because it's like no matter where you're located or like where your life brings you there's always going to be some some little creepology to, yeah. to stumble upon definitely and like and I had a lot of fun because the story from my hometown was one I was literally texting my friends from high school about this like just before we started recording like please tell me that you guys remember this because I'm talking about it on the podcast and they were like uh yeah I remember that story it's terrifying <laughs> um so yeah I'm super excited uh we're going to do just like we we have two each so we're going to go like we're going to do Ryan first and then me and then just go alternate so it's going to be a fun time I'm excited I can't wait yeah. to hear what Ryan brings to the table. He always has really good stories, so I'm excited. Oh my god, thank you. Are we going to take uh, a break? Okay, first? well, the Sheep Squatch was amazing Crazy. and out of nowhere, and like I absolutely adore that that's a thing. And pandas aren't real, so I'm excited. Ryan brings good content. Appreciate it. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. blushing. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna take a break, and then Ryan is gonna jump in with his first urban legend. All right. See you after the break. Okay, so I'm going to be up first, and I'm going to do a North Carolina urban legend. I was going to do try and do one from Charlotte, but, like, Charlotte's kind of a newer city, so it doesn't really have ones that are, in my opinion, very credible. Like, we have an Irish bar downtown called Riraz, and the story goes that, like, part of their bar is, like, shipped... I mean, this is true. Part of their bar is shipped over from Ireland, and, like, that supposedly is haunted, and there's, like, a little ghost girl that, like writes on the wall and stuff but like that's the only one that's kind of like cool to talk about and even then like that is the story so like yeah not really much water there um (laughs) get it no didn't didn't you say it came from a ship so water oh yes yeah gotcha yeah (laughs) (laughs) haha um So instead of doing a Charlotte story, I'm going to be talking about the Brown Mountain Lights, which are, I think they're more up towards Asheville, but this is like a very famous North Carolina, like, phenomena. So the Brown Mountain Lights are called, like, ghost lights, and they are most commonly seen, you know, as I said, around Asheville, North Carolina, uh, more specifically around Brown Mountain, which is in the, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Pisgah, Pisgah National Forest. Um... And so what are the Brown Mountain Lights? What do they look like? They're commonly described as like little floating twinkling stars. And there's like a couple different lookouts you can go and see them. But basically it's like if you're looking at just imagine like a mountainscape, it's like there's little stars scattered throughout the mountains. Um, And so... They can either be as dim as stars, or some people have even described them as being as, like, bright as headlights. So, kind of, like, there's also variety in how, like, big, small, and intense these are and stuff like that. Um, There's also, like, variation in how they move. So, some are stationary and don't move. Some are more, like, meandering. So, it's, like, very slow, like, random movement. 
And then some people have said they've seen them move like fireworks. So think of like that sparky trail that like a firework leaves in the sky. Like that's kind of what it looks like moving across the mountain. Um, The best time to go and see these is in the fall. And it's said that like they typically show up after it's rained recently. So if anyone's in the neighborhood and wants to pop on by, those are the best conditions to go and try and observe these. Um, these lights, you know, like most things in the United States, were first seen by natives that lived in the region, which at the time it was the Cherokee and Catawba tribes. And their version of the legend is actually pretty cool. Um, so the natives say that a great battle was fought in that region like a long time ago between the two tribes. And like t- just tons of people were killed on both sides. So it was just like a mountain filled with dead bodies. And all of the women from the tribes came to kind of search through the bodies and find loved ones and, like, try to heal people and, like, you know, bring back survivors and stuff like that. Um, And it's said that those that didn't find who they were looking for came back in spirit and continue to roam roam the hills looking for their lost loved ones. So all of the orbs are, like, maiden spirits looking for their fallen soldiers, which, pretty cool story. Like, I really like that. Um... Of course, when colonists came over and, you know, settlers started moving into the region, they saw them as well, but their narrative was uh, still in the same vein as ghosts, but a little problematic because they described them as being the ghosts of slaves who were, like, ran away and died, and those balls are, like, the spirits looking for their masters, which, yikes. Yeah, yikes. So don't like that one as much. Um... But the first actual written accounts of these lights were published in 1913 in the Charlotte Observer. So there's my Charlotte connection there. Um, But all of these kind of reportings were laughed off by people who just claimed that, you know, people were just seeing things in the dark or making it up, Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. Um, These lights are like a very, like today, they're a very well-researched phenomena all the way from like state officials like i think app state like sends their researchers out to investigate the lights and it's even been investigated at the federal level so the secretary of the interior dispatched agents to like come and observe it and try to like figure out what was going on um but to this day they're still largely unsolved um so some of the early on kind of more scientific theories were that they occurred over heavy mineral deposits so like the minerals in the earth triggered some type of light effect Mm -hmm. on top of the earth um and then there was also people saying that basically people were just confusing actual stars so like not distinguishing between the mountains and the night sky because where this is located it's very rural so there's like a lot of stars in the sky so it's people just basically confusing seeing lights on the mountains with stars in the sky um so my issue with like those two theories is that i've actually been to like glenville gorge which is the best place to go and look at them and there's like literally no roads or anything around there so it's like it it can't be in my opinion it's not like it's going to be someone driving through the mountains because it's like totally rural so it's not like a car or anything like that. And 
I don't, like, I don't know if you've been to many mountains in your life at nighttime, but, like, the difference between mountains and the night sky is very stark, because it's, like, black mountains versus, like, you know, the blue starry night sky. Mm -hmm. So, like, to me, it'd be kind of hard to mistake just, like, stars in the sky for, like, floating lights on a mountain. Yeah, seriously. Um... So yeah, like I those two explanations didn't really make sense to me. The other big theory is that these lights are something called bulb lightning, which if you don't know what that is, like look it up. It's pretty cool. Um but even like that explanation doesn't really make sense because science scientists don't really understand what ball lightning is. So it's like I liken it to it's like someone pointing to something in the sky and going, oh, what's that? And then someone goes, oh, it's a UFO. Like, that doesn't really answer the question. Yeah. Like, in fact, I have more questions now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, doesn't really make sense how they're just explaining these away. Um, so my, my, like, personal story with them, a little bit disappointing. I drove there. It's about two hours away from where I live. And again very rural and i had just bought my new car and it literally it's like an suv so like a decent car the roads were so bad we had to like park it off the trail and walk like a mile just to get to the overlook just because the trail and roads were so messed up um it ended up raining so we didn't get to like stay and watch for the brown mountain lights but so that was kind of a letdown but like in my opinion there's no way that these are anything other than like some type of unknown phenomena. So that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's real, thousands, probably at this point, tens of thousands of people have seen these lights floating through the mountains. And like, even though they've been around since at least the native times, yeah, no one really yeah. still has an explanation for them. So those are the brown mountain lights. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> no, that like that sounds really cool. Like they're just these like lights in the sky that nobody can explain where they come from. They're not on the so they float around like through the trees. Through they're the trees, they're like little okay. balls of light that float around the hillsides. Ooh, it's like orbs. That's creepy. It is very much like that. I'm like yeah. I'm imagining. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, the Disney's Haunted Mansion the movie? Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm envisioning like the ghost ball like 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 going around like in and out of the trees. I think that's probably actually a good likeness. Like I think that is what they look like. Again, I have not seen them. Like floating, really like to. floating orbs, like glowing orbs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they are white. Like it's white light. I I thought when they were called brown mountain lights, I thought it was like brown lights, so that confused me. But no, it's like white orbs of light that float through the trees. Cool. But yeah, that's. I like the native theory the best. I like the uh, native just... theory the best as well. That's my favorite yes. one. Yeah, I need to look up this this lightning phenomenon that you were talking about. It sounds really cool. Or even if you look up pictures of the Brown Mountain lights, usually the pictures are kind of crummy because it's like taking pictures of stars yeah. in at nighttime. Like it's kind of hard to see what you're looking at. But like, I believe they're documented. Like people have actually seen and like captured these things. Let me, I'm pulling up pictures. Okay. Yeah. They're like random orbs. And sometimes they have trails. Yeah. Okay. And like sometimes there will be one, sometimes there will be a ton. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's totally random. It's aliens. 
I'm thinking ghosts. I don't know. That just just cuz like I like the native story so much and like I don't know. Like I I just like stories like that. Like I think it's cool to think about how it's like little ghosts looking for their lost loved ones. Oh, yeah. That is really cute. I like that story. But it's crazy. It's one of those things where like people have gone to like camp on the mountain and like wait for them. And they never show up when people are around. You can only observe them from oh, afar. Oh, okay. So it's like Which it's, it's like, like Bigfoot. Oh, that's just it's like you have to. Ha- it's like you happen upon it. Yeah. No. Well, definitely. Like no one's like shook Bigfoot's hand. At least from what I understand. Like from what I know. Right. Which we should get a van and go Bigfoot hunting one time. That sounds like a lot of fun. Glamping for Bigfoot. Glamping for it has to be glamping. I will not do any <laughs> other way. I absolutely will not do any other way. I have to have running water or something. I just need like a fan. Yeah, that's, I, I could, yeah. If I had like a nice crick, I think I'd be fine. <laughs> a good crick? <laughs> a good crick. <laughs> okay, um, should we take a break or should we just go into my next one? My next one's pretty short. I think you should do your next one and then we'll break. Okay, cool. Well... Like I was saying before, uh, this this like urban this urban legend is one that I have many memories of my friends and I talking about growing up. So this is your hometown. This is my hometown one. Yes, um, I will not say where I am from, um, because that's not cool. But I will say that this is a like this is just an urban legend that I remember. Um, like some of the older kids like on the bus talking to us about. Like it was always the story that was like gonna like creep out the little kids, like make them like make it creepy, eerie, whatever. Um, this is the story of the Crybaby Bridge, which um, I didn't know this until I was doing the research. But there are several legends just across the United States that refer to things as like the crybaby bridge or something having to do with some kind of creepy bridge where you can hear babies crying. Um, which I think is like a series we could do like spooky bridges in the future. Cause like there are oh, a definitely. lot of spooky bridges. Um, a lot of crazy stuff happens on bridges, but the name of crybaby bridge usually refers to a bridge, um, in which you can hear the sound of a baby crying or it's relating to a bridge in which, like, a parent threw their child off of the bridge and then threw herself in after. Um, oh, my God. And some accounts have, you know, you being able to hear the sound of a baby crying or um, that you can see, like, the ghost of the parent coming back to look for their child. Um, like a La Llorona? Or like whatever. a La, yeah, like a La Llorona type situation. Um so th- this one, this one is, it's, it's like, it's got a lot of like ghosty, creepy ties to it. Um, but what I didn't know, like I said before, was that there are several legends across the United States about a crybaby bridge. Um, so for instance, there was one in Kentucky that I was reading about, um, which is a bridge on Sleepy Hollow Road, which fitting name for the road. How appropriate. How appropriate. Yeah. Um, which is this road that's on the border between Jefferson and Oldham counties in Kentucky, Uh, Which is, this is reportedly a place where mothers would drop their unwanted, sick, or deformed babies off uh, and drown them, um, and that you can supposedly hear the crying at night. Um, I also saw some stories in Texas and one in Maryland, uh, but the one that I'm going to be talking about is in Northeast Ohio. Um, This is actually a bridge that I regularly drive over every single time I leave from my parents' house to come back to Chicago. 
Um, so it's always a nice, nice little thought in my head as I'm crossing this bridge. I'm like, ooh, who's here? Um, so there are. I don't want to like. I don't want to like. Uh, if this is in your story. Don't tell me, but like, have you experienced anything? I yourself? have not. No, I myself, okay. I, I was, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but no, I've never, I've okay. never, I've never seen it. So I've heard the stories told a bunch of different ways. Um, however, in, in just like the articles that I was reading about it and like when I was talking to my friends about it, like what they remembered, I, I, like everybody kind of has like a little, like a different way that they tell the story. So the first theory or like the first story about this particular bridge, it's the same bridge. Um, the first one is that a mother was driving her car down the road that was connected to the bridge, um, and drove over the bridge just to, and crash the car, like while she was driving over the bridge. Um, on right, purpose and, or accident? Uh, ac- accident, I'm going to presume. I don't really know. Um, however, supposedly this crash happened at the stroke of midnight on Halloween night, as it always does. Um, of course. And she just so happened to have her her baby in the car with her. And so both mom and baby died in the car crash. So it is said that if you that every Halloween, um, if you drive your car over the bridge right around midnight, you can hear a baby crying. Um, or you can hear, yeah, you can hear like a baby or several babies crying. Um, I've also heard that it, it's not just on Halloween that it happens. I've also heard that it could happen any night around midnight. Um, and in fact, I remember a sleepover one time with my friends or like we all had just gotten our driver's licenses and we were like, oh my God, let's go to Crybaby Bridge. We never did, but we talked about it. Um, I chickened out. I, I distinctly remember being like, come on guys. Like, let's not do that. Like that's scary. (laughs) Um, nowadays I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. That sounds like a good time. But, um, I also heard a story, which I think that I'm mixing this up with a different urban legend that I was talking to my friend about earlier today, where little kids like handprints can be found on the car. If you leave your car there at night to like hear the sound of the baby, is it one of those things where, like, oh, you go on the bridge and, like, turn your car off and flip your headlights three times? It's, no, like, the, stuff like it's, that. it's like you go and you park your car and you turn off all the lights and you turn okay, and, like, yeah. you sit there in the dark and you can hear the sound of a baby crying. Um, that's, so that's one version of the story. There's another version of the story, um, which is this one doesn't have any reference to a baby at all, but it's still scary. Um, Supposedly, and this has happened, this this case was true, um, that this one refers to the aftermath of a case where a group of teenagers were involved in a horrific car accident on the bridge, and their bodies were, quote, scattered around, including uh, the body of the driver being thrown from the car and draped over a stop sign. Can I tell you some, a little aside that's really messed up? Yeah. Did you have to take, like, a mechanized death course in high school where, like, a cop comes in and, like, makes you afraid to drive anywhere? Uh, no, I, I, took, I took a class like that during my driver's ed course, though. Gotcha. Where they showed us a bunch of, like, class. mangled pictures. Yes. And, like, they, would, they were showing us, like, video footage of, like, real car accidents. And, like, I saw a woman fly through the, 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 the like, the windshield of her car. Like, it was crazy. So you're familiar. Yeah. Yes. So we had one. The cop came in. And literally, it was a teenager, and their brain was, like, on the seat next to them in the car. And the cop was like, can you tell what he was thinking? (gasps) And I was like, excuse me? What? (laughs) 
Ew. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, I okay, need to Okay, along leave. the same lines as problematic things that police officers did in high school <laughs> or in, in grade school, we had a cop come in one time. Um, my my high school friends that listen, please confirm that this happened. Or that, like, I hope that this wasn't a nightmare. I'm like 98% <laughs> sure that this happened. So we did D.A.R.E. Do you remember D.A.R.E.? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so we had a cop come in or several cops come in with drugs that they had confiscated in like our hometown. And we're like, this is what cocaine looks like. This is what ecstasy looks like. This is what crystal meth looks like. And you were in the back like, how much? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I So I remember they let us smell what weed smells like. They passed around the bag and that were like, smell feel this. Correct. Like, I <laughs> I don't think I'm making this up. I really don't think I'm making this up. I remember the drugs. I remember holding a bag of cocaine and being like, wow, this is expensive. Because they told us like the street value. <laughs> they told us how much it cost. That's but, some like Reno 911 shit. Like, like this is crystal man. There, <laughs> there were bags of drugs just like in our classroom. And I was like, I was like 12. I was like, okay, cool. This is what weed smells like. like and they, they, were, they would tell us like how people use it. And like, like it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, somebody that I went to high school with, please confirm or deny that this happened. Um, specifically people that went to grade school with me, please confirm that this happened because I think it happened in eighth grade, but I digress. Um, so anyway, with this like horrific car accident story, um, supposedly, if you go onto the bridge around midnight at night, you can see dead bodies, like, like scattered around. Strewn across. Like, yeah, yeah, just like strewn across the floor. Um, and you can hear like crying, screaming, like all that stuff. Um, there were murders and like, like death did happen on this bridge. Like this event did happen. But confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. But it's okay. there, but it's unsolved. Um, so I heard both murder and car accident as reasons for why these kids died. Either way, still creepy. You can still see dead bodies, supposedly. <laughs> still ghosts. Um, I would like to go to this bridge at night and see what happens, but not by myself. Absolutely not by myself. Um, Are you asking me out on a date? Yeah. Do you want to go Becca. on a date? Do you want to go on a date to Crybaby Bridge? <laughs> Hot. Yes, um, I'm in. I, I don't know if you're ever going to be in my hometown with me. I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll see. We may have to. This may be a destination date. Who knows? Maybe we'll rec- maybe we'll record a podcast and interview the baby on the when bridge. When it starts crying, on the I'll bridge. like be back editing it, and I'll hear like, you know, like like how microphones pick up stuff. It's gonna be like yeah. someone talking. Like to we us. won't Ew, hear. No, I don't want to think about that. We won't hear anything. Like honestly, I am surprised that my house ghost has not made an appearance on the podcast. That'd be cool. Like I'm on. Like s- by the way, still doesn't have a name. Still don't really know. However, I'm getting the feeling that it's a dude. And I will tell you why. Because the things that he does is very, like, douchebag, like, dude-like. Like, just, like, randomly hiding things or, like, moving things to, like, be it's obnoxious. It's been Andy this whole time. I don't... Andy, are you the ghost? He just smiled. I don't know what that means. But the things have been happening happen when he wasn't here. He doesn't want to talk about it. So he might be the ghost. Who knows? But I think it's a dude. Um... Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about Crybaby Bridge? No, I have heard a lot of stories like that. And, like, 
it has been my I didn't have anything like that in my hometown and it's been my dream to like test it test it out somewhere we have yeah there, we have a actually we have a lot of urban legends in my hometown um like we have one we have one that's like we have this old tuberculosis hospital um oh. where it was yeah <laughs> that'll do it yeah we have an old we have a tuberculosis hospital um in my hometown that's like long since shut down and it was like a thing in high school for people to like sneak in and like see it um i still have the pictures from when my friends and i did that um oh my gosh. it was so okay so let me describe getting to this so i don't really know the story behind the hospital other than that it's just like a creepy place with like dead people everywhere and like you can see ghosts of like past patients and stuff um and there's a crematorium which is always scary but so you walk like behind our high school and like you go on train tracks which everything good happens on train tracks always so you walk like a long time down these like a good amount of time down these train tracks and then you have to like quite literally climb up this like really steep hill and then because there are caretakers that have shotguns that watch over the hospital, you have to like hide in the trees to like get to where the hospital actually is to be able to see it because like they will come out and like, like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mission know. Impossible. It, it literally was like mission impossible. I like, I remember like my friends and I, one day we were, um, my friend and I were like, do you want to just like, like, you want to just go, do you want to like be fun and just like go see it? And we were like, Okay. Um, how quirky. Yeah, how quirky of us. So the three of us trailed, like, up the hill, went to see it. It was terrifying. There was, like, creepy, creepy demonic graffiti everywhere. Um, like, very scary. Like, old hospital furniture. Like, it, like it, it, was, it was, like, out of a horror movie. Um, yes, yeah, so we have that one. And then we also have, like, a scary orphanage. Um, Your hometown is not real. It's, like, the... It's like we're the backdrop of every horror movie ever. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it on it, yeah, yeah, that's true. We have a lot of like scary. But I mean, we also like live in the middle of nowhere, so we have to come up with like fun things to talk about. <laughs> it's good for the plot. It definitely is. It's good for the plot lines. But okay, so that was my hometown urban legend. Um, and after the break, we are gonna get to Ryan's my hometown. Ryan's hometown urban legend. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Okay, so I don't care if people know, and it's a big enough city to where I feel like mine's not. It That's why matter. I didn't say it. Yeah, um, I'm from Cincinnati originally, and like, there's so many haunted buildings in Cincinnati. I like we could do an didn't... entire episode on just like well, how like, spooky really Cincinnati Ohio is. in general because like OU isn't that like the most haunted place in America oh like, yeah and I had an interview there and they asked me they were like Becca do you have any questions about it and I'm like yeah where are the ghosts yeah <laughs> straight up I asked them about the ghosts in the interview and they loved that I asked them about that please carry on because I feel like well no like I feel like everyone that has been to OU has a ghost story like I yeah, I need to, to ask. I need to ask one. my friend that went to OU. I need to ask her if she has a ghost story. Maybe she'll tell us. But anyway, <clears throat> I'm not doing anything at OU. I'm actually doing Music Hall, which I believe is in the Over the Ryan area of uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, and it's it is also very famously one of Cincinnati's most haunted buildings. 
And this is another one where if you don't know what it looks like, Google it, because the building is stunning. Like, it's probably one of my favorite buildings in Cincinnati. Um, there are just so many beautiful abandoned buildings in Cincinnati. Like, it's, it's so... abandoned. They still use it. They still use it? Yeah. Have you been down to the subway system? The abandoned subway no. system? They stopped doing tours. It's and terrifying. it's, like, all boarded up now. It's so scary. It's they really were, scary. They're actually talking about turning it into, like, a bar scene, but I don't think anyone in on Earth has enough money to, like, revamp that. To but, revamp like, how cool that? Would that? No. Be? Okay, backstory for people that don't know. Cincinnati is, is right on the river, right on the bank of the Ohio River. And Cincinnati tried to build a underground subway system, uh, but I don't really know the reason why it was stopped. They ran out of money, like, immediately. And everyone okay. was like, this is stupid, so we're not going to keep Right, because this. Cincinnati is not that big of a it's like, not it's really like what makes cincinnati big is all of the suburbs like that's why cincinnati the greater 100%. cincinnati area like the actual like cincinnati itself it's tough to get around because of how hilly it is down there but yeah there's no use for a subway basically no literally none but anyway uh so uh, back to music hall there's like tons of ghost stories about this building like so many that i can't even like it could be a whole episode in and of itself but like the one i when i was researching this the one that was new to me in like how the ghosts got there was that before music hall was even a twinkle in someone's eye that area used to be a bunch of like kind of like tenement housing so like kind of like run down poor neighborhoods like very thrown together um structures so like not very well supported and like rundown houses basically i'll leave it at that um but there used to be a canal that ran through that area and the steamboat named moselle exploded um one day in that canal and like so what happened was the boilers like built up too much pressure and that's what caused the explosion it killed 150 people and the explosion was so massive and like the force was so violent that basically it just caused chunks of human beings <gasps> to rain down on all of the like tenement buildings and like fall through people's roofs and stuff. Oh my, can you imagine if someone's like torso You're just eating dinner and a head drops like down a, through your like roof? Someone's like severed torso just like poof, like right on your t- no but exactly like that's how crazy it was it's not funny but that's oh my god that's so but 150 people and i believe i read that it it was like a it was like a people boat and i think there were like 200 or 300 people on it so either half or 75 percent of these people died on this boat how did it explode just the boilers like too much pressure built up and then Oh my god! Because boilers, if if you let them go too far, like those can be, they can be like extremely dangerous. So there was just like there was like a hurricane of body parts. Yes, and basically people were like, we don't really know what to do with all this because we a can't identify the bodies because they're in pieces and like there's so much <laughs> debris. Um, we don't really know what to do with it. So what they did was in that area. They, like, just kind of buried everyone in a mass grave that was, at that time, unoccupied space. But, fast forward a few years, and that unoccupied space 
is now what would be the basement of Music Hall. So this mass grave with 150 people in it is directly underneath Music Hall. Um, when they were going through the actual construction of the building, a lot of the graves were relocated to, I think it's called Spring Grove Cemetery, which, fun fact, is like another extremely haunted Ohio location. Um, but every time they dig for construction in that area, they always find more bodies. So like, methinks they definitely missed a few... And, like, so there's definitely bodies under Music Hall still today. Um, it's also one of those places where, like, literally everyone that works there or has worked at Music Hall has a ghost story to tell. Um, the most common, like, timing that people get these stories, it's between 3 and 4 a.m. And there's no, like, malevolent stories. Like, the general vibe is that these ghosts are either friendly or just kind of, like, indifferent. So... It's not like they're causing problems for anyone. Um, so I snagged a couple quotes from the article I was reading. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so this is a quote from... It's it's the CEO, Patricia Beggs, quoting an unnamed employee. One of our employees came down here one day during our season when we were dark. So I'm taking what that means is like no one was performing and basically this dad took his kid to go like mess around up on stage, which like how cool would that be? Um, but he so he brought his three year old son Charlie with him and they went up on stage and Charlie was enjoying pretending like he was performing when all of a sudden he looked over and said, Daddy, who's that man in the box? And he was referencing to box number nine which I don't know if you're familiar with theaters, but it's like the box seating. Yeah, like the elevated. really which also those are not the best seats in the house. I agree. <laughs> it's always confused me why people like, like those. Like, I love that. I love that you're rich and you have a box, but like, <laughs> you have to look like completely sideways to see anything. Right. It's and irritating. I feel like you don't get to see the background because you're like looking down at the stage so you don't see the backdrop yeah. or anything. It's like a status symbol to have a box, but it's like, really? Yeah. Um,. But anyway, so the kid's like, yeah, who's that in the box? And the kid's dad, Tom, is like, there's no one in the box, box, Charlie. And Charlie says, yes, there is. He's waving to me right now. And so with that, they packed up and left very quickly. So this kid was looking up at the boxes and like waving to someone who no one else could see. Um, So that's one story. And then another one is from a night watchman named John Engst. And this was about him, like, hearing music during his rounds. So he entered the elevator and closed the doors. The music was still there. And I'm starting to tingle now. I opened the rear of the elevator, entered the adjoining hall, and there was no sound. Returning to the elevator to proceed to the Corbett Tower and closed it up, the music was as beautiful as ever. For nearly two weeks, I could not approach the elevator shaft or the first floor late at night without my whole body tingling. So basically this night watchman would be walking through the halls of Music Hall and it would hear symphonies playing even though it was like the dead of night. Well, that's nice. That's like Phantom of the Opera. I know. I would think that's kind of cool. Um, But those are just kind of like a couple examples of like what people have experienced. And that's like just from the article I read. There's tons of reports of people even from the street looking up and seeing people in like period clothing crossing the windows like walking back and forth in the upper halls and 
even like during normal business hours just like specters and period clothing just like walking throughout the building like it is extremely haunted and so i have a personal story actually kind (gasps) of It, it didn't affect me if it did i would definitely be more like i believe in ghosts um but i had a field trip to music hall it must have been fourth grade and our teacher that went with us had to like leave early because and she told us this the next day in class but basically she had went to use the bathroom and like while she was doing her business she saw like feet walk up to under the stall door and then the stall door just started like absolutely shaking, not extremely violently not that is the scariest and she was, thing like, i've ever occupied heard. like there's someone in here and then it just kept shaking and shaking and shaking and then the feet disappeared And so, like, she finished doing her business and, like, opened the door and looked around and, like, no one was in the bathroom. So she was like, I need to get out of here and just dipped. So, yeah. Like, crazy. That just gave my body, like, that just gave me chills across my entire body. Like, I I was, like, I was going to say I would shit my pants, but she was already on the toilet. So I know. It it works. Like, it works. But, like... I, okay, when you were saying that, I was just imagining, like, like, okay, go with me on how creepy this sounds. Like, you know how stalls don't go all the way down to the floor? Right. I was imagining, like, she sees, like, the head, like, start oh, to, God. like, come from under, <laughs> to come from under the stall door. I would be like, no, I'm peeing. You'll see my pop part. Excuse me. <laughs> we're occupied. <laughs> Um, okay, are you, do you like, are you a John Mulaney fan? Mm, like, did you I ever was. watch any of, did you ever watch any of his stand-up? Yeah. When he's like, I don't know what to say when people knock on the door when I'm in the bathroom. Like, someone's in here! Someone's in here! Relatable, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's really scary. I don't know what I would do if somebody started shaking my stall door. That's so scary. Especially to have, like, the feet disappear. So then it's like, what is happening? I like, know. So then it's what like, is this, going so on? So then it's like, I don't know where this person is in this room right now. <laughs> That's even scarier. Ugh. Hate that. That gave my whole body chills. I did not like yeah. that. Because there's already, like, going to the bathroom during a show, I feel, is high already, stress. it's already eerie and it's high stress. Right. So it's like, it's eerie because, like, there's nobody around usually. And then... And then that yep. happens. I, She just left? Yeah, she was like, I need to leave. So she like told the other teacher, she's like, I need to get out of here. And just dipped. I mean, go with your gut, man. Something wanted her out of that bathroom stall. Yeah. Moaning it's... Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle was real mad right then. She did not like that. That was the only time I've been to music hall. And like, I heard that story and I was like, well, when's the next field trip? I, I want know. something to happen to me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I I want I want something like that to happen to me because I I, I need to know. I need to confirm that ghosts exist. I really do. Like drag it's, me it's drag me down the stairs. Drag me down the stairs. What I'm I'm totally like 100. percent I'm the same way. Like grab my foot in the darkness. Like I don't care. Like I need Not to in know. the darkness. I want to see you. I want to see the hand on my ankle. Well, what if well what if it's like paranormal activity where you don't actually see what happens, but like you just get like flung down the stairs. That would probably still work. I don't know. I stay tripping down stuff though, so. I know. I trip over everything. I tri- I literally I like I tripped over a change in carpet. Hey, been there. 
Like, or if my foot doesn't come down to the ground when I immediately assume that it's going to. Like, you know, when you're trying to, like, maneuver over something or, like, get up from a seated position. (laughs) You're just anemic, it turns out. (laughs) I am, actually, though. (laughs) I am anemic. (laughs) Ugh. Anyway, last oh thing I'll God. say on Music Hall is it has been featured in, like, tons of... Like, every ghost show you can imagine has, like, an episode on Cincinnati's Music Hall. So, yeah, We need to, that's we my need to go. Let's go next time you're home. It's so pretty. I know, it's, yeah, it's gorgeous. That's not, that's not the Arnoff, right? No. No, that's different. 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 Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because I saw, I saw John Mulaney at the Arnoff. I was like, oh, my God, is this the same place? No, it was not. Um, okay, well, let's take a quick break and then I will tell you mine, which I'm so excited about. And I was just telling Ryan, um, that the next time he comes to visit me before I move out of Chicago, he, he need we need to do, we need to like, investigate. we need to investigate this. Um, but we'll be right back. And we're back. We are back. Okay. So I'm excited about this one because this one is Chicago's most famous ghost. Oh, I'm excited. Even though it didn't take place in Chicago. Do you remember in college when people would be like, I'm from Chicago? And then you'd actually ask them and they're from like, not Chicago. Yeah, like a suburb. They're from like Pilsen or something. Like very close. Like, okay. So that's what this is. She, like, this ghost is not in Chicago. It's in Justice, Illinois which is southeast of Chicago. It's very close to Chicago. Um, But since the 1930s, um, men that have driven along Archer Avenue in in Justice, Illinois, which is southwest of Chicago, um, right around the area of the Resurrection Cemetery, have reported picking up a young, beautiful hitchhiker. I've heard this story. I'm excited. This is a good story. Yeah. Yeah. She's always wearing a white party dress and has been said to have blonde hair and blue eyes. Other reports have said that she's been wearing like a shawl, dancing shoes, carrying a little purse, all in all, just being real cute with her bad self. (laughs) And some reports have stated that she has even been inside of the dance club that is right near the cemetery, dancing alone in the corner before a suitor asks her to dance. Uh, despite bartenders and bouncers denying seeing her walk into the bar. You know who this ghost is, Ryan? No. This is Resurrection Mary. I didn't know the name. So that's <laughs> dun, dun, dun! Resurrection Mary. You know, yes. between, between the bar and the graveyard, which one do you think is more popular? Because I heard for the graveyard, uh, people are like dying to get in. Oh, and with that, I'm no oh longer God. a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Can you submit your two weeks, please? Haha, <laughs> 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 okay. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, Resurrection Mary um, has been described as cold, both in her personality, which... I'm just going to say it. It's sexist. I was going to say, maybe she I just mean, doesn't want to get with you. 
maybe she just wants a ride home. Dude, she's just not into you. She's a ghost. Like, leave her, like, <laughs> like she's fine. She's got bigger things um, to worry about right now. She does, like, getting back to her, her, her dirt bed. Um, so, because in getting ready to go back to her cemetery, whatever, wherever plot, I don't remember the exact plot number, but, um, they've also reported that the temperature gets colder in the car, like typical ghost things. Um, but like after she enters the car, she usually gives the men like really vague directions to wherever it is that she's living, but they always lead to the same place which is the Resurrection Cemetery. Uh, Once there, the young woman will ask the driver to pull over and let her out, and then she just walks into the cemetery, and they never see her again. That's fun. Probably not where they thought the night was going. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Um, A Chicago-area ghost hunter named Richard Crow says that there has been at least three dozen substantiated reports of Mary, from the 1930s all the way to today. I don't know what substantiated means because she's a ghost. But we're just going to go with it. Um, I was going to say, it substantiated means there's like proof. So like, I don't know about that. So I don't know if he's saying it was substantiated because it's like the same woman that they're reporting. Like the, the dress, the hair, the eyes, like all of it. Um, but the legend says that this ghost belongs to a beautiful woman who died in a car crash after a night of dancing at the O. Henry Ballroom, which was very close to the Resurrection Cemetery, which was on that Archer Avenue road. So we're going to go into two theories as to who Mary was, and you can tell me your thoughts. So um, the first theory is that the ghost belongs to a woman named Mary Brigovi. Um, So a close friend of Mary's, whose name was Vern, she came forward in the 1980s to tell her side of the story of what happened to Mary. Of course, after the story, like, went, like, went to, like, news outlets and, like, it was reported on. So, like, this person was like, I know Mary. I know who she is. So, Mary, Brigo- Mary Brigovi and Vern accepted a ride from two men who Mary had met before and Mary knew. Um, Vern got angry with the men sometime during the day, um, and described them as wild boys, which who, who, who haven't we met that we can't describe as a wild boy if we're being honest. Sick period. Um, yeah. Vern convinced the boys to let them out a little ways before their destination, but not before Mary made a date with them for later that night. On their way home from shopping, which is where they were going naturally, Um, Mary got really mad because Vern was like really unfriendly to these men that like offered them a ride. Um, and Vern criticized Mary's taste in men. Uh, so, you know, classic fight, classic girl fight. Um, Vern decided to stay home that night, um, but was awakened in the morning by her mother calling her to tell her that Mary was killed in a car crash. But Mary was not killed in a car crash by Resurrection Cemetery. She was killed in the Chicago Loop. Stay with me. Stay with me. Oh, I'm with you. So the Loop, for those of you that don't know, the Loop is the, like, the business district of Chicago. Um, So the Loop is pretty much all of the buildings and all the businesses that are inside um, the, the Loop of the elevated train, or the L is what we call it. 
So Chicago decided to build their trains above ground. I don't really know why. I think that it's because of the river and because of how close we are to the lake. But we still have subways. So, but we decided to, but Chicago decided to build their trains elevated. It's like the hallmark of Chicago. Um, Whenever you go downtown, you get on the loop. There's always an extra confusing, like, I feel like railway or like metro subway maps are always confusing. But then you look at the Chicago loop one because it has to have a separate map and it's it's even more confusing because there are trains that go opposite directions and they have to be a certain color and they come at different times it's very confusing i just know and sometimes i've always relied on you to tell us like which one we're getting on and that's it. yeah because <laughs> it it took me because i ha- i i rely on the train to get to to school because I, I i need to i need to use it so you figure it out very quickly, um, but it's like it's a nightmare to figure out when like you first when you first start. Like I will never forget um, because unlike other countries like London, Ryan, if you remember, there are gigantic signs that say like tube stop or like the underground. Like there is like those giant signs in Chicago. A lot of the L stops are not obvious. Like you have to go inside buildings to find them. And so I got really, really lost uh, my first time coming to Chicago by myself for my grad school interview. I had to ask like a parking meter, like a mater mead to like walk me to the L station because I had no idea where I was going. Um, but so she died in the loop. She didn't die. Um, she didn't die near this the cemetery. But Mary's parents learned that Mary was originally sitting in the backseat of the car. Um, but was asked to switch seats to the front seat because the other woman wanted to switch dates. So it was these two guys and Mary and, and another girlfriend. And the, and the girlfriend got mad at the driver who was her date and asked Mary to switch. Can people so Mary do that? Was in Is the, that a thing? Like, no, nah, I, I, I don't like I this don't, one. Switch me spots. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. But because of this, she was in the front seat of the car when the car hit a pole on Lower Wacker and she was thrown from the front seat. So very sad, very unfortunate. But she was buried in Resurrection Cemetery, which is where her connection to the story comes in. She was buried at the cemetery um, and... She could have been heading home from this like dance hall that this very famous dance hall that's right by the cemetery. We have there's a lot of speculation. Um, but the biggest connection and the biggest reason why people believe that this Mary, that this that this particular woman was Resurrection Mary was because a caretaker of the cemetery had speculated in an article that Resurrection Mary's ghost was Mary Bergovi, which like kind of sealed her link. Um, had he like seen the undertaker? So, yeah, so the, the caretaker had seen the ghost go towards that grave, towards Mary's grave, which is why he assumed that it was her. Gotcha. Um, but the undertaker who prepared Mary's body for burial distinctly remembers burying her in a purple dress, not a white dress. Plot hole. Mary, this, this woman also had short brown hair, not long blonde hair. So a okay. little, little bit of a discrepancy. Yeah. Um, so the second theory as to who Mary is, um, is from this man named Frank Andrzejczyk. I think Andre, Andrzejczyk, I think is how you pronounce it. Unsure. Um, who was a, like a historian of the, from the area. Um, and he, his goal was to figure out who Resurrection Mary was, like who this ghost belonged to. 
Um, and he actually traced it to a 12-year-old girl uh, named Anna Norcus. So Anna was born in Cicero, Illinois in 19, or 1914. Uh, it's either Anna or Anna. I think I'm going to go with Anna because she's Polish. That sounds that sounds a little bit more right. Works for me. Um, so Anna was very devoted to her Christian roots, specifically her devotion to Mary, the mother of Jesus. So much so that Mary or that Aunt Anna decided to adopt Mary as her like middle name slash like name that she went by. So she did go by Mary. Gotcha. Um, Anna had grown up to be like this like fun, loving, beautiful girl with long, luscious uh, blonde hair. And she also had an affinity for dancing. So like I said, the story of Resurrection Mary is that she was dancing at a at a at a music hall before she died. So this girl loved dancing so much at the tender age of 12 that she convinced her father to take her to the O. Henry dance hall for her 13th birthday. 13, 13th birthday. Seems a little young, but you know, go off. So the O. Henry was like a very famous dance hall at the time, which I hate that we don't have dance halls anymore. We just have clubs. Like dance halls just seemed so pure. Like everybody just like, Doing the mashed potato or something together, like I went to a, a hand club jive, last night. maybe. Never again. You went to a you went to a nightclub last night. Yeah. Why? I asked myself the same question. Who did you go with? Some friends. Wasn't our decision, Ew. and we got there, and there were so many people, and I was like, "Dirty, dirty." How long did it? How long? How long did it take to wait for you to get a drink? Honestly, I got a drink really quick, but I was like. Ready to go to the next place. Like, yeah, yeah, we were there like, maybe five minutes. And if I get COVID from that, I'm going to be so furious because it was not fun. Ew. Yeah. Um, the only, there's a club that I really want to go to in Chicago. It's a disco club. That's the only reason why I want to go. Is it disco music because... or is it just a disco? It's disco music and it's a disco. Why haven't we been there? Because it's expensive. I don't care. I have money. I We'll go. We'll go next time you come. You've been here. How many? You've been here. What? Twice? Three times? Because it was once by myself, once with Dom and Sammy. Oh my God! You've been to visit me three times, and I haven't been to visit you once. I'm a horrible friend. Well, no, you're not. I'm. I'm financially restrained. I was going to say I can buy plane tickets. (laughs) You cannot. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, anyway, dance halls would be super fun, but. Anna had convinced her father to take her to this dance hall on her birthday. So on July 20th, 1927, Anna, her father, her father's friend, and the friend's date. So Anna and a bunch of adults. Interesting. This feels extremely uh, inappropriate. Like, Yeah. Went to the O. Henry and on their way home at 1.30 a.m., um, they, they like passed the Resurrection Cemetery They took a wrong turn and the car basically launched off of an unseen 25 foot drop. I'm going to go ahead and assume alcohol was probably involved. I don't know, but they were building, they were building a railway, like a railway track and they had cut 25 feet deep to build like some kind of like, like bridge or something for it. Um, Anna was killed instantly. She was the, um, I think she was the only one that died. 
because Anna's father survived the crash. Nice. Um, August was his name. Um, he was subjected to awful ridicule. Um, some even <laughs> well, saying that it was God, like some even saying that it was God's punishment for letting his daughter dance at a dance hall at such a young age. I mean, a bunch of issues there, like staying out so late. There was probably alcohol involved, unless this was prohibition. But like, anyway, like, still kind of weird. In the nineteen twenty-seven, was that prohibition? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. Years. Are you looking it up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this was middle of prohibition. Yeah, it was. Okay, so no alcohol, but still inappropriate. Well, maybe they could have been they could have they could have had some hooch. Bootleg hooch. Speakeasy. Bootleg hooch. Who knows? Um there was also a problem though, because the Chicago Streets Department had failed to post a warning sign at the site of the drop. Oh, that's so there tough, was like yeah. there were no signs anywhere. Which I'm sorry for people that live in Chicago, that's hilarious. Because like that's such a Chicago thing. <laughs> like just not having a sign. There's no road. Like sorry, not having figure a sign. Out. <laughs> Sorry, there's no road. Just a 25-foot drop. Have fun. Um, so that's that's another theory as to who Mary is. But let's talk about Resurrection Mary today. She has left quite an impact on Chicago. Um, like I said, she is Chicago's most famous ghost. Um, there is a bar, which is right across the street from the cemetery. So the cemetery still exists. Um, but there's this place called Chet's Melody Lounge, um, which is famous for um the bartender every every single sunday for decades has left a bloody mary at the end of the bar there's always an empty seat and there's always an, a, a full bloody mary ready for mary whenever she wants to come through and have a drink um this 13 her, like, year old they, girl this thir- the, yeah, this 13 year old girl but i mean she she looks like a grown woman when people bring her when people put her in the car but the reason why this this bar kind of got like on the map for stuff with Resurrection Mary was a cab driver walked in like super annoyed because he had a pale blonde young woman get into his car or get into his cab wearing a white dress disappear into the cemetery without paying his cab fare. So he picked her up like a couple blocks or like a couple miles away and drove her like to the bar or like to the cemetery and she just walked into the cemetery and didn't pay the fare. So he walked into the bar and was like super pissed about it. And everybody was like, oh, that's just old Mary. She gotcha. That's just resurrection Mary. She gotcha. Um, another report a few years later said that a driver saw this one is really creepy. This one gave me like chills when I read this. Um, a dry, uh, like a, a driver saw a young woman standing on the other side of the cemetery gates, like clutching the bars and like putting her face, like tr- like trying to like get out. It looked like she was trying to get out of the cemetery. Ew. Yeah. Um, He was worried that somebody had locked her in there, so he called the police. Investigators discovered that nobody was in the cemetery at all. But what they did discover um, was that that two of the bars where the man had seen the woman had been pried slightly apart. Ryan, Ryan, and there were also impressions of small, dainty hands left on the So bars. she's a strong ghost. She was ripping those metal posts. She left handprints. 
I'm picturing, like, from The Incredibles when he slips and grabs the car and it, like, leaves his fingerprints in the hood of, like, yeah. bent metal. Yeah. There were impressions of hands, like, tiny hands, like, on the bars. And guess what happened to those bars? The Archdiocese of Chicago confiscated them. When the church gets involved, you know that shit's real. You know there's a ghost. Nobody knows what happened to those bars. Nobody knows what happened. What happened? It's a the conspiracy. It's a cover The up. Archdiocese of fucking Chicago took the bars. Yikes. Isn't that terrifying? Yes, that's terrifying. And like I said, to this day... Whatever bartender is on staff on Sundays at Chet's Melody Lounge leaves a Bloody Mary at the end of the bar. And I think that you and I need to go to this bar. It's a karaoke bar. Karaoke every Friday and Saturday. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. I'm looking at their website. They post a picture of a Bloody Mary every Sunday as well on their website. They only have a Facebook page. Do they say anything about Resurrection Mary? No, nothing. Their, like, cover photo is a picture from the bar through the cemetery, though. Oh, okay. So that, that they, they're definitely marketing on the creepy aspect, which I love that for them. Their burgers actually look really good. So does their pizza. We need to go there. <laughs> Wait, and, I kind of want to go it's, here. I think, I think it's going to take like an hour to get there, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm checking to see if they have anything else. They post a lot of the same stuff over and over again. So probably not, but. Well, it's a karaoke bar and it's, there's a ghost story. So we have to go. Ooh, fish and chips. Don't know if I would eat those. Look a little sus. Oh, it's a popcorn bar. Sold. It's a popcorn they bar? They popcorn. I'm, yep. We're done. We have to go there. Those are the best bars, and nobody can tell me that I'm wrong. Popcorn bars are the best bars. Any type of, like, peanuts, pretzels, like, any free snack situation, I'm all over it. Yeah. Well, Sluggers is a popcorn bar, or it used to be. That was a mess. Until when COVID. We there last time. It was so crowded. Sluggers was a mess. It just, it was, yeah, it wasn't as fun. Remember as how I fell? There were so many people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just slept, it just slept in a, in a puddle of Miller Lite just everywhere. Let me explain how I felt to the audience, if I haven't already. I slipped so hard, I swear to God, my feet became eye level with my head <laughs> before the rest of my body hit the ground. <laughs> Like, I folded in half and fell on my ass. You guys, I didn't see Ryan fall. All I saw were his legs just, like, up and... <laughs> I basically 180 standing straight up. Like, I don't know what happened. And then this girl ran like, over and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Like, I was like, just my pride's hurt. Like, I don't want to talk to anyone for at least an hour. So, Ryan, you were so grumpy about it. You were so mad. Because I was dirty. My pants are still stained. <laughs> mysteriously. <laughs> I don't think it's mysterious. I think it's sluggers, the floor it of that bar. Gross. Do you know how do you know how many of my shoes are stained from Timothy's bar and grill? It was very I mean, it was that that energy. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I felt really bad because because I was like, I can't laugh. He's so mad about it. I'm not allowed to laugh. I can't say anything. Well, because, like, I was actively in pain and having to, like, play it off. So I didn't, like, basically start crying in front of a room of 300 people. Oh, my people. God. Why didn't you tell me we should have left? We did leave pretty soon after that because I was like, I'm over this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sorry. No, I wouldn't have thought it was funny. <laughs> no, it's funny. Like, I'm <laughs> laughing about it now, but I was pissed. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, was, was that the night that we were there and the, the bouncer was, like, trying to tell us that we couldn't go up to where the pianos were? Or were we already up in the pianos? I don't remember. I think we had to. I don't wait remember maybe either. To get up to the pianos because it was like it was standing room only. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's because all the colleges are back in session. But okay, we digress. Thank you for that. Thank you for listening to our funny anecdote about the last time Ryan came to visit me. Um, it was a great time, clearly. But yeah, so that is the story of Chicago's most famous ghost. I'd love to meet her someday. It'd be cool Ryan, to like, we pick have up to... a passenger. Like that's crazy that she. Ryan, like, gets we have to car. use you as bait though, because she only gets into men's cars. Okay. I can like hide in the back seat and like pop up, like hey, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that's Resurrection Mary. I I hope she's doing well. I hope she still gets to dance. Uh, this was fun. I liked this. We should do this again. I like urban legends and there's like there's literally so many like every single hometown every single place has like their own cool story so well maybe the listeners can send us their maybe we'll do a listener urban legends in the future I'm open to that like everybody tells us their like hometown urban legend I love urban legends so if we get like I I love them I love them because like like for for a lot of these like crybaby bridge for me was like the sleepover like ghost story like like i like that just gives me so much nostalgia i love that um but yeah if you have any any creepy urban legends from your hometown please let us know um we'd love to hear about it we would love either for you to like email comment something and ryan where could they email those urban legends let's to see us? if i remember it's been a while so you can reach out to us on twitter which is at creepology pod you can hit us up on Instagram at Creepology Podcast, or you can email us, which is creepologypodcast at gmail.com. Ugh, so profesh. That was beautiful. Muscle memory. I still got it. I love it. I love it. And if you liked today's well, episode, all... please comment. Give us yes, a review. Please. Like, subscribe on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please, please, please. If you like us, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those are super those are super helpful. It really gets us on the map. It gets people seeing us. Also, we somehow moved up in the ranks of Podcast Magazine. We are now number 13th for January. I don't know who's voting for just... us cuz I couldn't figure it out. So <laughs> Yeah, thank you for that. That is incredible. We're so honored and again, just like seeing everybody like talking about like how we were their top like one of their top podcasts of 2021, like that was just super cool. I got to emotional. See. Um, if I'm being honest, I, I, yeah, I got yeah. It was it was a little, little butterfly feels. Um, but thank you all so much for the support. We hope that you all had a really lovely holiday season. And I have been waiting to say this, and I can't wait. <laughs> Everybody, please have the day you deserve. Have the just day please. you deserve. Except for Mary. Mary can have the best day ever. She needs it because she needs it. She needs it. <laughs> <laughs>